0: break you in half what kind of a son are you a real son would help his father but don't you you keep undermining me i'd rather have a son like that stay away from me you know why people don't want to come in the store no more do you because of you no yes because of you Blood and Black Rum Podcast presents The Festivus Series, Year 3. Back better than ever. With your favorite Christmas movies like The Santa Claus 3, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5, Black Christmas, the 2019 remake you did ask for, and more. Tune in all December long for The Festivus Series from your favorite podcast, Blood and Black Rum. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Microam podcast. I'm Ryan from Colesploitation.com and I'm joining my co-host, Martin. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well after some bout of food poisoning or something to that effect. I don't think it was food poisoning. Yeah, Did I don't know. Probably bad. just a stomach bug t- sort of thing, but nasty all the same. Um, we are back with... A new episode for our festival series a little late this time unfortunately um just I had a holiday party Christmas party for my work that ran late, so I wasn't able to get home to podcast when we normally do. That just means Ryan drank too much no actually i did well I did have three beers, but uh not so much not drinking too much as just it got got over it it started late and got over late so i didn't uh, didn't get a chance to get home in time to to podcast. We are not going to have time to watch a movie and podcast, but we're back now, and uh, we are continuing the series that we have started ever since we've uh, first done this podcast. Um, even before the Festivus. Yeah, even before we started calling it Festivus series, right? Yeah. Um, we've uh, done all four of the Silent Night, Deadly Nights in a row, and we're now back with the fifth installment of that series, which is called Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker. And the last one. Well, yeah, the last one of the original Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise, the one that has the Silent Night, Deadly Night title to it, there is one more that we'll do next year, uh, which is technically a remake of the original, which is called Silent Night, um, which I've never, I actually never saw. Um, But yeah, we're, we're, we're basically done with this series as it stands. And uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 is one of those, another one of those movies, it was direct to video and I've never seen it before. Um, never, I, I remember this one distinctly though. I remember it being at video world and I remember seeing the box art for it quite a bit because I remember the whole toy scenario, the kid sitting in front of uh, a whole bunch of toys in his closet that all uh, looked sort of demonic. Um, and, uh, another thing of the early nineties direct to video craze was that a lot of them had toys, like killer toys in them, puppets, toys, um, this sits right in the realm of like the Puppet Master series, um, very similar to that. Child's play. Child, yeah, child's play at the time. Um, a couple others as well. And uh, the other thing about Silent Night Deadly Night Five is basically a Pinocchio story, um, just without the name. To be honest, with you, I don't even remember what three and four are about. Yeah, they, they were very unmemorable. <laughs> uh, I can't remember too much about three. I remember. I do remember that for a time there. Oh, there's like a, it's like a psychic. Isn't there, there's like a psychic woman in that one. And for a, a little bit of the time, there is a killer Santa, but he's not a major part of it. And then part four, I have no idea. I can't remember at all what that one was about. You can't be I, bothered. Yeah. I remember it was awful. And I remember that it didn't have much to do with Christmas. Uh, and that one was directed by Brian Nezna, who, uh who is the writer, one of the writers on this. And, um... <laughs> Excuse my cat scratching right now <laughs> at their post if you hear that on the show. Um, Brian Yuzna is the writer – is a co-writer on this one, not what, the director. What a mouthful. Brian Yuzna, yeah. Um, if, you, uh, if you look real quick at the uh, – there's one, one scene in this movie where um, you see a line of people in the mall. They're waiting for Santa Claus. And uh, there's a guy that – you can catch him wearing a reanimator shirt. So Brian Yuzna involved in a reanimator movie. Uh, there's a little Easter egg there for you that you can catch really quickly of uh, a guy with his son. He's got a reanimator shirt on. But uh, when you see the name Brian Yesna, especially in the early 90s, you think this movie's not probably not going to be that good, <laughs> to be honest with you. I um, yeah, did a couple of good things, but uh, for the most part, his uh, early 90s uh, and late 90s output was was not that good. Uh, so. We have that, unfortunately. Uh, and you've never seen Silent Night Deadly Night Five either. No, I haven't seen a sing- single one. This is uh, this is new to both of us. Um, I know that I, when I went into it, I was not expecting much. I almost just, I, you know what, just to be obstinate. I might as well just call it the Toy Maker the entire time. You, yeah. yeah, you don't like the fact that it's called Silent Night Deadly Night Five because it really has not nothing to do. No, I, I, don't, mean, I don't buy like especially because after like with, with third one them diverting from the original story. I'm not going with like, oh, it's like an anthology. They didn't put that much. No, yeah. Especially because of one and two, they have, you know, they're basically the same movie. And then three and four really have nothing to do with Silent Night, Deadly Night. I would say that Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 comes back a little bit to the original themes of it. At least there's a guy that dresses up like Santa in this one. Um, Parents having s- sex everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a kid that has a traumatic experience on Christmas, or uh, it's not actually on Christmas. It's like two weeks before Christmas. Forever. <laughs> Strange reason why they wanted to give it that really of a date. But timeline's uh, very uh, fluctuating. It's like you know, what I mean, I, Cause especially because there's nothing. 'Cause again, like I was southern California, so Yeah, there's no like snow or anything How do you look? know it's Christmas? Well there's we some presents and reefs. Yeah. That's it. I and mean, we've got some lights up too. <laughs> not yeah, even. I wouldn't even like maybe I think we saw one house that had them. It's It's one of those movies that can because it's set in California, they can get away with saying it's Christmas, but just not do anything. Like they don't need to make much of an effort to decorate or Even get fake snow, at least like and you see in the Santa Claus when Tim Allen goes out in his bare feet in the snow. um, At least they had fake snow. You know, it's not real snow. It's like that powdery shit. But, you know, because anybody going out into fake snow in their bare feet is going to be like, fuck, 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 fucking cold (laughs) from the coziness of their home. But in this one, they don't even bother. It's California. It's a balmy 85 as everybody's complaining about. And there are people outside in shorts, so not much Christmas happening in here. That, that that looks authentically Christmas. But, yeah, so Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 is about a toy maker named Joe Petto. <laughs> is that one of the worst, like, puns, like, ever? Yeah, and I'm trying to think if, like, his name in the as – a, as a toy store owner is supposed to be a pun. Like, is that, like – You know, like, did he do it on purpose? Did he change his name as a toy store owner to be Joe Petto? That would have been great if at the end of the movie, like, they're like, oh! I get it now, yeah. No, I mean... Uh, I get it. If they meant it as a regular, like, if they just meant it to be his name, but a pun on Geppetto, then yeah, it's terrible. I could see it a little bit more if somebody mentioned, like, is that his real name? Like, no, I think he changed it for the shop. I would have been more okay with it, but... his yeah. His actual name is uh Mike Smith and uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very white person, yeah. white old man name. Oh, that's Mike, he fought in the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the Toy Maker himself, Joe Petto, is played by Mickey Rooney. What a get. Mickey Rooney, who for some reason decided, Hey, why not? Let's do this direct to video horror movie. I think Chuck Howard reeled them in. God this Clint next- yeah, Clint Howard, yeah. No, I'm going to call him Chuck. You're going to call him Chuck. Yeah. I don't know why or how Mickey Rooney was applied to this role. At this point in his career, was he uh, not doing well? Was he not pulling movies in? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, especially when you see him in this movie, and, you know, some of that might be made up for the Joe Petto character, but he's he's looking rather rough in this movie. And one may could say that him downing... Jack Daniels was not originally in the script. It was just them shooting B-roll. <laughs> and Mickey Rooney happened to be on set with the Jack Daniels bottle. Oh, well, that makes it, even, you know, makes it, um, feels right. Because he's not drinking it from a tumbler, right? He's just pouring it in, like, a nice, like, drinking glass. Like, for, like, a glass of water. Pouring it, like, yep. That scene where he's in the shop and he pours, like... Eight ounces into a glass and, and just shotguns cap- is uh, pretty impressive. You know, if it was actually Jack Daniels. I don't he's just like... It's <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> yeah, ginger ale or something. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, though, all the same. He just he he definitely opens his gullet and just... Whoosh, 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 and it's gone. But, yeah, Mickey Rooney is something... Is weird for this movie. Especially because everybody else's no-name uh, really you know not never, no one else in this is a, a fine actor <laughs> uh, uh of upstanding value um it is a surprise i mean it's just weird to see him in in this and you know why he agreed to it nobody knows you know what he's probably like, he probably got to the point where like a lot of act like you know great actors do where it's just like you know what? I'm just doing it for the love of you know it's unfortunate that you know we're not going to get a commentary from him or anything like that. You know, like why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as somebody who, as somebody who, um, you know, watches new releases and their things like that, where they bring back like older style, uh, older style, uh, films, you know, it's, I wish that this wouldn't have gotten a Blu-ray release earlier so that we would have had some, something to go off of as to why and how mickey rooney was in so maybe maybe somebody will revisit this and give us a new commentary track and say like yeah we were you know we were just around california and mickey rooney happened to be there we asked him if he wanted to be in this movie and he said yes oh well whatever the case may be strange times you think uh I was going to say, do you think Clint Howard told him about it? He thought it was Ron Howard talking to him. like, yeah. Could be. Anything for you, Ron. I thought Ron. I signed up for a Ron Howard movie. He's like, oh, wait, what the hell is this? Clint Howard, he's another guy that when you see a Clint Howard in the film, you're already bracing yourself. You're like, hmm, this, <laughs> this one might be sketchy. Uh, Clint Howard <laughs> I mean, was in Better or, um Sound Identity Three, you better watch out. Mm. So it's sort of another revisiting of that. But imagine if he was a uh, little opie in uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clint, sorry, man, but most of the movies that you pick to do are terrible. He's just in it for the love of acting. That's what it is. So the the story is about. This family, Sarah and her daughter, and her her daughter, her son Derek, might as well be a daughter. might as well be, yeah. <laughs> Derek is a mute boy now because he experienced a traumatic experience when his, his uh, I, I don't know if we would say his stepfather seems like a boyfriend really, <laughs> but his boy his mother's boyfriend is killed. Tony. Yeah, Tony with his gold chain and his, his bare chest and his pajama pants. I just love the fact, man, that he's still, you know, he's going to bed. He's got his pajama pants on. He doesn't need a shirt because he's got a nice hair shirt on. You know what? He's going to bed with that gold chain on. I'm surprised that he even put the pajama pants on because he was just fucking Derek's mother, you know, <laughs> a few seconds ago. Derek walks in and's like, oh, what's going on in here? Um, but he experiences this, his, this guy's death, Tony's death, uh, when a rogue, basically like a Pokemon ball, it's it's a Santa Claus gut. That's (laughs) this big giant circle, uh, that spins around and launches arms that attach to his face and suffocates tony it's like the most ridiculous thing in the world yeah it really is that that opening sequence is like meant to suck you in but there's a slow-mo that just lasts forever it just just constant slow-mo in that for no, death scene. For no reason it doesn't like add any effect to actually it. and you know what i thought there was because of that i thought there was gonna be more slow-mo in the film but there wasn't no nah, they used it all on that it was first, just that one that first right on the intro. first kill was just like all slow-mo Maybe what happened was they had one take to get it. And they just were like, do this extremely slow and we'll just make it slow-mo so that you can't tell. So they had one take to do all of the the stunts. Um, regardless, yeah. So Derek experiences that and he goes, mew. All of a sudden, the kid stops talking. The best, part it, the best part is they're like... Yeah, he took him to the doctor. The doctor's like, the kid's you, fine. he's fine. He's fine. He'll get over it. He he's just fine. This, you know, he just saw this guy die and fall on uh, fire poker. But he, yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah. Which that's also like obnoxious as all hell too. What's that? They like the fact that Tony, you know, has this thing's like ah, all over his face, like I'm gonna fall on the fire poker too, you know, and it goes through his head. Yeah, but, well, you know, the, it's like like a series of like unfortunate events. Just well, like, the Santa Claus thing getting attached to his mouth just seems like it. Uh, it's less like dangerous than just like annoying, an inconvenience. And, yeah, and it's an inconvenience that is attached to his face. It's like I just can't get this off my face. And then he falls on a fire poker and dies. I thought maybe he's like suffocating from like Yeah, yeah, it's like this, I don't know. Yeah. The toy itself doesn't make much sense, but I'm more of a fan of Charles Bronson, Death Wish Four, using the RC soccer ball to Better toys. Yeah. You know, blow shit up. Charles Bronson had better toys yeah. for sure. This is These are archaic toys. Well, no wonder why Joe Petto's going out of business. Yeah, no no, like, no one wants the toys that he has. It's like a fucking he has one like a terrible dollar store snake that has googly eyes glued <laughs> to it the worst part is is like none of his toys are boxed most yeah most of them are not boxed. To, he's, he's, it's like, so it's like you're not running a toy store you're running goodwill yeah it's you know kids already got this you know the only one that was boxed was larry the Larvae. larvae i don't know why they did it plural but larry the larvae maybe because the the movie itself did not want it associated with like a giant turd because that's what the toy looks like. It looks like a giant turn. It just looks like a big shit that's, <laughs> like, a really long shit. Maybe that's the inspiration for Mr. Hankey. Maybe. Yeah. It looks like him, in a way. But, yeah, the, the only one that really has a box is Larry the Larvae. And I think they needed to explain what exactly it was because it doesn't really look... It just looks like shit. Um, Literally. But, yeah, he doesn't box his toys. And also, yeah, I agree. Joe Petto is going out of business not because of anything else or like the town doesn't like his son Pino but because he makes terrible toys. They're all super lame. Like there's that one dog that he tries to give Derek that's like his tongue comes out. That's it. That's the toy. You know what was great too? The kid gave like the Caesar kind of like thumbs down. (laughs) Like all he was missing was like the (laughs) No. Yeah. Joe Pato's toys suck and that's why nobody wants them. They're going to Toys R Us at this time. You know what's funny? I was just about to say that. You know what's funny, too? At Toys R Us, when they're there, they're like, oh, they're going, <laughs> we'll never go, you know, we'll never go out of business. Yeah. Toys R Us at this time was putting small toy, toys owners' uh, shops like Joe Petto's out of business. They're, they're laughing on top of their money. They're like, <laughs> Every- everybody will love toys forever. <laughs> oh, 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 toys are us. Oh, How do you feel now? <laughs> um, yeah, so so Derek and his mom, Sarah, they're uh trying to cope with this loss around Christmas she time. She took Tony's death pretty well. She did. End. She was just like, Oh, this guy died. Of- it's all right, it's not a big deal. I'm still looking for my long lost love, yeah. Yeah, so the film has this uh, this love acquaintance that uh, we don't know about for like three quarters of the film. This is this guy, this guy with nice wispy hair, like Sean huh, from Sean, yeah, Sean from that, Boy Meets World. I to say that too, Sean Hunter. Yeah, you know, like it's like if Sean Hunter was in Terminator, like it'd come back. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has the, it's just this guy that's running around. He's a Santa Claus at the local mall. Um, the Wikipedia said the reason why he had all those toys is because he was looking trying to figure out if Joe Petto was booby trapper. Yeah, that's what he says. He says that later on after he meets up at Sarah and he said, you know, Joe Pedo's he killed some people in another town and I've been I saw too. Toys. He was arre- he was arrested for hurting children. Yeah, he was only in prison for like two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and one of them died. He said. Yeah, one of the kids died, but he was like, he went to, went to prison for two days. He's out. It's how they treat, you know, pedophiles. And well, kidnappers. you know well, I You know what I think the reason is is because we love sw- this country, loves small business owners so much. They put him on like the biggest pedestal it's in true. the world. Like, yeah, his sh- his fucking shitty toys, you know, killed two people. He's a small business owner, and he's you know what uh, he's he's the trying. Re- he's the real job creator he's in America. Pulling you know. himself up by the bootstraps, yeah. and he's he's making his own company. Yeah, he's doing it. He's living. He's living the real American dream. He's you know David. what, Joe? You're free to go. David battling Goliath. You know what? It's okay? No, not only that too. You know what? They're probably like, hey, you know what? This is America. You have the uh, capitalism, it's free choice. Let the market sort it out. he yeah. die. Guess what? Maybe you shouldn't go there. It's okay. He can still run his business. but You know what? Maybe you shouldn't go there. He just has to put a warning on it. it Make us. No, death. not even. No, no. It's, it's, figure it out yourself, dummy. <laughs> Um yeah so the the one thing that the the film does is it has that that this guy this guy that's just you know he's running around we don't know who he is why he's running around but he just happens to be there all the time and he's accidentally giving out all these booby trap toys to other people he's like later the larvae yeah see he's even get named until 3 no. three quarters of the way through the film. Yeah. He just happens to be a nice exposit dump. It's uh, you know, it's a way for the film to have like sort of a an antagonist that's not an antagonist. So like when you get to that point, it n- n- not only that though, the Tom is a dick. Like he throughout the whole film he acts like an unhinged dick and then ends up being a, a good guy. He tries to break into Sarah's house. With the babysitter. Was, I thought his name was Noah. What's up? I thought his name was Noah. I thought it was Tom. I don't know. That's how much. That's how. Yeah. No. You know what? You're right. It's it's Noah. Tom is the Tom is a different guy. T- Tom's Mr. Ital- Italian. Yeah. Guy. Tom's Tom's Tony the Italian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Yeah. So you're right. Noah, his name is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing though. You don't even get his name until. Three quarters of the way through you remember? It. I, I don't think they were trying guy? to go for the whole, like, ooh, he's kind of like the, the our uh, protagonist and Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know? The creepy guy going, looking, stalking around. Yeah, that's true. Like, when he's in the mall and he's Santa Claus, yeah. you kind of get that. There's that one little glimpse when he's actually dressed as Santa Claus. He's kind of got, like, that glint in and, and his side eye where you're like, hmm, yeah, really? Silent Night, Deadly Night. A little bit relates to it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it it's just weird. It takes way too long for the movie to sort that out. You just have two running concepts going on. You know, you have Noah doing whatever he's doing, uh, buying shit tons of toys and then selling them out of his hotel for whatever reason. Yeah. I guess it was because he didn't have rent money. I guess, yeah. He's I, just black marketing them. So he like gave his landlord, like, here's a good Christmas gift for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this Larry the Larva dildo. I'm going to play with it in the cars. I'm driving home, you know. Well, if, you were a, if you were a property owner and you tried to get paid in with Larry the La Larva, <laughs> would you accept that? No. You'd be like, you wouldn't been like. No, I would have. You'd be like, no, fucking trash this. What are you doing buying all these toys? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, You, say, where's when my you, rent when you always say when you owe me rent money. <laughs> yeah. Where's all the <laughs> toys coming from? You owe me rent money. But yeah, so th- you got Noah doing all this stuff, and then you're also following Joe Petto and Pino, his son. And Pino has a lot of issues going on. Where he's, You said he looks like David Byrne from The Talking Heads. <laughs> he's, he's dealing with his own inner turmoil. Of, mm-hmm. Apparently, his turmoil is not being able to live in this house anymore, the house that he used to live in. And he's become obsessed with Sarah. I, I just love the fact that like she's like, I'm gonna call the cops. And he's like, We used to live there, and she's like, Oh well. Yeah, but he no. gives the he gives the fatherly promise it won't happen again. That's that's cue for you know, baseball bat to the kneecap. <laughs> so he can't move around for a while. He's picking out his favorite belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh but no, even still, like though, like he's in there, like stalking, like Brainy from Hey Arnold, and that, she, she's like, oh. The funny thing is that when in that sequence where he's actually in their house and he's in the closet, he just bursts out of the closet for no reason, just for no runs reason, off. like no one was looking for him or anything. He just bursts just, out of the closet. Just he just runs away. Yeah, he could have just you know stayed in the closet and, until Sarah left or something, but no. Nope. No, just like when they're all in the room, just not the greatest spy. So you got all this going on. Derek's not talking, trying to pick out the great Christmas present for for Derek. And so it all culminates in uh, a couple of grisly murders because of the toys. The toys are seemingly imbued with like some magic electro. You know, electromagnetism or something like that. That Joe Pet, only Joe Petto can do. They're all, you know, they become sentient or something like that. Uh, and it's all puppet master like, and in, in the fact that they come to life. They, you know, they they can commit horror atrocities and they have a mind of their own. Apparently should have had like a pentagram and like a sacr, you know, sacrificial table down there, <laughs> you know, like when you get down to his layer, you're just you're like, Rick. Dolls. Yeah. I mean, I I'm kind of wondering like what makes the toys attack like that? Like what makes them evil? Why, why, why do all these toys that he makes want to just, Kill people because they're abominations, they're probably like, I Kill me, you yeah, know? yeah <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah, Larry the larvae was trying to suffocate himself in his uh, that guy's bowels. He's just like, I just want to die, it's horrible being this thing. thing. Um, but the whole movie is uh, basically just a a, a plot for Pinocchio, it's, it's a ripoff of Pinocchio. Um, Joe Petto being the pun that leads it all together, but. Ultimately, Pino and yeah, and Pino for Pinocchio and ultimately, you know, the end reveal is that Pino is just a a Ken doll uh, with a great reveal of him taking off his pants and there's nothing there. And, you know, dry humping Sarah. Ooh, it's a great conclusion. Yeah, it's one of those it comes to fruition. It's one of those conclusions that is like way too long, way <laughs> too long. You know, one of those where the killer just keeps coming back, but not in a tense way or anything like that. Just, and I think actually at the end, Sarah says, "Why won't you die, you son of a bitch?" or something like that. And that's no, what she says, "No," when she's stomping in his head, she says, "Die, you son of a bitch," and that's what the viewers thinking too. And they're like, come on, just. Just end this. Little Scream freaking- 3 vibes there, you know? Like, it's like Roman popping yeah. up and like... Aah! No, it's... Th- the ending is way too long. It just goes on forever. It's just tedious. And that's where Derek, you know, finds his voice back. Yeah, randomly. <laughs> he's just like, Mom! great Greatest Christmas gift of all. Yeah, the ending is is weird. And... I don't know. It just... It, it just was way too long it it if i guess if you're not expecting the pinocchio aspect of it the reveal is kind of surprising <laughs> you know that it's Pino, it's been Pinot all along and he can and i, I guess the, the while most of the special effects in this movie are not good by any stretch like as we mentioned the toys are terrible looking they all are very poorly done um the best part of it is actually the robot face detachment And, uh, you know, showing Pino as like a Pinocchio type Ken doll, that's probably the best part of this film. But, um, other than that, the ending is really um, somewhat of a mess and it just goes on for too long. And I think that's actually, that happens in most like direct to video movies for whatever reason. I don't understand it, but I think it's just that they don't necessarily get the pacing, the, the best pacing for a horror movie. And they, they try to keep the suspense going, but it just it's just way too long. The whole movie is, like, way too long. It's, it's almost right. like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode that's a little bit more adult that's stretched out to 90 minutes. You're just sitting there kind of going, like, wrap it up. Like, yeah. Like, you don't need to see, like, Pino go into their home, like, three different times. Yeah, you, or, you like, you go just, through the whole process of going through each room. And, the same thing, too, with, like, finding out that, oh, Noah's actually... Sarah's, you know, lover who is actually Derek's father, and they they were always still in love, but he he didn't know she was pregnant, and they they were just so young, and you know, didn't know what to do, and she wanted a career, and apparently he joined the army and matured. Now he's out, and he's you know driving his Jimmy around. Yeah, there's a whole backstory for him that is just exposed yeah, that whole whole <laughs> ten minutes just vomited sit, forth. You know, sit there like it's like a Shakespeare soliloquy. She's like, Noah, oh, Noah. Why'd you like, cause she, you know, because when, when they, before that happens, he's chasing her down.
1: You yeah, know, like in a parking
0: garage. Like he's going to rape her, you know, like we get like it's something like a Death Wish movie. Like, oh, shit, she's in, you know, she's going to get raped here. Yeah, that whole scene and doesn't uh, really make any sense whatsoever. He, and even he, he, he asked, he's like, why'd you run from me? Because you're a weird random guy in a parking garage. Well, as I told you, I'm like, I told you and your wife. I'm like, it's role play. Like, oh yeah, oh take me, take me. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's it's such a weird scenario. They had their hot sex, and that is Jimmy. That's right. And part, you know what? What's better when you're reunited with your lover? from six years ago than to have hot sex in in a parking garage. And it's also tender, too, as you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, they do, they have, uh, like, sort of a clip back and forth between Teens. teenage sex, teenage, which the guy's, like, 30, mocking a 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, red skates, man, red skates. You want your ass kicked? <laughs> yeah. So they cut back and forth between these teen sex. They're romping around on a bed, and breaking kids' bed because they just keep flipping around. No one has sex like that. It's like like it's kind of like a WWF keep doing match. reversals, like on yeah, each like, other. Like, like, like WWF match, like you know, ding ding ding, like yeah, they just keep <laughs> flipping over and on top of each other. It's ridiculous. So they go from that to like the nice tender. Obviously, experienced love because the guy can <laughs> also can't get the bra off. The uh, the teenage guy yeah, can't get the bra off. He's like, he's like, What is this thing? I just want boobies. I just want to feel boobies. It's just funny too because it's front clasps. you know, Should not be bad. easy. So so he's yeah. looking looking right at it. It's not, you know, no, easy. Just Un- unclip that, be done with it, but well, obviously, he doesn't know certain touches because. When that one hand's crawling all up and down, he's like, "Woo!" woo, woo. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. They threw that in there. I feel like I was saying, like, uh, I think that's somebody's fetish to like have like an inanimate hand just like groping. I thought I was gonna po- poke him in the butthole. I mean, it was like going that way. And It was like, it- but at the same time, I keep thinking of like clerk. I mean, not clerks, but ball rats. You know, came out in ninety, like ninety four, ninety five, and the big taboo joke is butt sex. You know. Yeah. So just imagine, like, if you you know, finger in the butt, It'd be super taboo. You know, <laughs> he does say he's like, you've never, you've never touched there before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can see on his tidy ways, nice, you know, streak, you know, skin mark on yeah, there, schmear stain, <laughs> little schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> that wh- that scene is really funny too because he, they get killed by army man. Yeah, and what it's- we see is Joe Petto just stopping by with a big sack of toys and he just dumps them. <laughs> In the room, he's just like, Who are these people? I don't know. I don't fucking care. Why is he in Santa Claus? Yeah, well, he just, this, just random. He just dumps the sack of toys. He's like, These people? Fuck these people. Who are they? I don't care. Fuck them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like the one scene that's actually kind of violent. Is that scene where they're murdered by the toys like it's army so men and tanks? Ridiculous! Like she gets shot like ten times. Yeah, and would... still like running around like. Ah! And huh? he has like a RC car with buzzsaws and like favorite... nails to just like you know jump up and stab him. My favorite part is that that RC car gets its own theme. It's just like <laughs> every time and it and then it's funny because like the RC car is only shown for like a couple seconds and it cuts away and then this that song is gone. And then it cuts back to the RC car. <laughs> it's like the the composer was like, This RC car? That's awesome. It's getting its own theme. It's just getting its own theme. That's just weird. It's it's funny. The theme sounds like it's composed by Mark Mothersbaugh, though I know it's not, because it's got like that. Zithery, yeah, yeah, the zithery uh, synth scores and stuff like that. There's a there is one part when uh, actually the Larry the Larvae um, toy comes to life, and it's like a really weird rendition of the Nutcracker Suite. It's like <coughs> because <suggesting sounds> they couldn't get like the full <whurst_dugarini> ride, so they yeah, had it must to, be, they had like, to like tinker with it enough to like yeah yep. they changed it around. You you can recognize it, but it doesn't <laughs> really sound like it. So yeah, I mean maybe that's what that's what it was. Uh, and that's, like, again, one of the only other things that you're watching besides, like, that and Santa Claus showing up where you're like, yeah, this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. Other than that, it's really not that much of a Christmas movie at all. There's not, It's not like they go to the mall and there's Santa there. That's the worst part of the whole movie because afterwards when they leave, I refuse to believe in the middle of December during the shopping season, they're just parked right out front of a mall, right at curbside. No ticket or anything. No tow jobs. Just no. a meter. Just there yeah. at the in the front of the mall. Apparently, oh, yeah. it's not a very busy mall. Maybe that's another reason why Joe Petto's shop went out of business. There's no one living there anymore. <laughs> the town's abandoned. Towns, yeah. Towns barren. <laughs> so no one lives there. Um, yeah. So the, one of the toys that we didn't talk about was the uh, rocket skates, which I don't really. Rocket blades. I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily understand the. The build on that, them? That 12-year-old is like the coolest kid ever. He's like wearing like zubaz He's got He's definitely like got like Fresh and, Prince style. Yeah. Like the high-top Reeboks, you know. Yeah. Or Nikes or whatever the hell. He's, he's rocking like the flat cap or mm-hmm. the... I'm pretty sure he's wearing Back. like a starter jacket too. Yeah, he's uh, got he was like backwards cap. He was the creme de la creme of the early nineties. Yeah, you know that's he, he definitely was. He would have been the cool kid. I don't know why that thirty year old guy was making fun of him. <laughs> and then it just made his lady friend even you know yeah. hornier. She's like, yeah, to that twelve year old. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I bet you could beat him. <laughs> I know. I bet you. Bet you could. <laughs> but those rocket skates are pretty funny. That that whole scene is really stupid. In the way that it rolls you know, out, the, the best part is too. He gets hit, one, as you said, he gets hit by the car. You're like, well, it's a, it's a pedestrian area. The guy shouldn't, you know, be flying through there like that. Yeah. at 25. <laughs> Not only like that, he gets hit by the car, and obviously from the way he's shot. You can tell it was a stunt guy that took the hit and yeah, he took it very, you know. It was a very slow. And safe hit. Yeah. And you see him in the <laughs> hospital. Is it, just totally, like, wound and bound up. It has, you know? It's comically stupid because it doesn't, because it's like one of those comedy shots where, like, somebody, it, you know, it's like a cartoonish thing where they get hit by a car. And, like, in the cartoon, they're, like, literally a mummy because like everything's covered up but that's like that's what they're playing it off mm. as is like literally everything about this kid is broken but he's going to be fine and he might have a coma cuz his head's bleeding but no he's he's fine his lips i it, the most distracting thing is his lips were so swollen like he got stung by a bee yeah i do just like you know when they go to hospital and like somebody's literally wrapped up head to toe <laughs> in bandages like when do, when would you when do you think they ever do that <laughs> unless you're a burn victim they're not going to wrap you head to toe in gauze. I don't know why, what that would do for you. You know, you might have a couple broken ribs, but... It was just funny. You know he should have done? He should have done what Walker Texas Ranger did in that situation where he didn't get hit by the car. He jumped up and kicked the... That's kicked, right. Whoosh, drop kick through the window. You know what? We didn't talk about the Larry the Larva scene where... The car explodes, and I <laughs> called it. I knew it was going to happen. I was, I, as we were seeing this Larry Larva attack while a guy's driving, I was like, "There's going to be a car explosion here. I just know it." You know what? There's no, it's not a direct-to-video film without <laughs> wasting the budget on a car <laughs> explosion for no reason. But and sure enough, it is. You know, guy gets is getting strangled by Larry the Larva, swerves off the road. Care- careens into the air, and then after it lands, then it goes, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's just. Twice. It explodes twice. Yeah, totally unnecessary car explosion. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't add anything. The guy's already dead. He's already been strangled to death. You know, we see him relax and go limp. So the car explosion does nothing. And but, the fact that Larry goes through his eye afterwards, like, you know, it's like, that's overkill. You're, you're going to kill him. Yeah, especially yeah. because the dummy looks so bad. <laughs> the, I mean, it's really clearly. Terrible mask, <laughs> but that scene is awesome just because I knew that car explosion was coming. I was like, There, it's, it's we definitely kind of know, a- we kind of cheered that like like we yeah. were sports bar, Ooh, you know, yeah. when team, like you know, like pulls ahead, like yeah, yeah you know. we, we knew that was coming. That was da- this film screams, There's gonna be a car explosion. <laughs> if, if, in fact, if there isn't a car explosion. I want a refund. Yeah, right, right. I want a refund of my money. And like my- I don't know why I rented this movie. <laughs> Just- <laughs> Imagine bringing it back. Thought there'd be a car explosion. I look at it, it's a crappy, you know. Yeah. Direct-to-video movie where people are going to get killed, no car explosion. I want my money back. It's false advertisement. It's also important to note we watched this movie and it was basically like we were watching it when it was released on v h s because that's pretty much the quality that we had do you think- I'm probably the rip from it probably, yeah, I mean this movie is hard to find in and of itself, uh it's really like no one has it, and um you know, it hasn't been released on blu-ray mean like, you just imagine the government when like you do like you know download like stuff like that and they' trying to get you on like the copyright act like the yeah. And you're like, well, come on, it hasn't been released yet. And they look, and they're like, oh, you're fine. Okay, you okay. Know yeah, no one's going to release this trash on <laughs> video. <laughs> no one wants this movie anyway. That where they're like, you know what, that's actually going to the Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, that's it's, where the copy is. It's actually got sent and submitted to, like, you know. They're what? holding on to it. <laughs> All right, what else did we talk about? We'd miss. What do you think of the acting? Well, the acting is pretty suspect and all over the place. Like I said with the kid, I feel like they were like, I, get me a kid that has zero acting chops. Well, as I told you, I feel like they didn't, like, they didn't direct him. They just told it like, he looks like a kid who's just pouting the entire time. So it looks like it's just like his dad's on set being like, no, you can't have cereal for dinner. Yeah. This isn't a restaurant. No, we're not stopping for ice cream. Yeah, and he's just, pout, like, pouting the whole night. <laughs> that's that's pretty much... Yeah, this, the whole kid... The kid really has no range at all. It's just, like, pouty. And then, even when he's supposed to be surprised, it's more like, just like a, hmm. And when he finally speaks at the end, it's so bad. Like, come on, Mommy. It's a toy. Yeah, I don't... Don't, I don't be scared. I don't know the reasoning behind casting this kid, but... Just, there's just nothing there. Maybe that was the point. Maybe it was just like the <laughs> the whole Michael thing. I looked in his eyes, and there was there was nothing. Are you sure it's that, or is it more like Jaws, like eyes black yeah, eyes? Yeah, right. And, you know, Robert Shaw's gonna come crumbling eyes, black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kid. That's it. That's the kid. You know what? This would have been a good. Sp- spinning off point for them to do like another Silent Night, Deadly Night, part six. No. And then have him be another Santa Claus that goes crazy and murders on Christmas because then, you know, he would have had that traumatic experience of part five on Christmas. No. Yeah. Then he becomes a robot Santa (laughs) because it gets more futuristic as the film series goes along. Oh, that'd be even better and then like eventually make it their way to space. Yeah. Silent Silent Night, Night, Deadly Night in Space. I don't know why they stopped it here. In the hood, they could have they could have been hey, one him of the and longest Leprechaun can have like you know team up. They could have made it one of the longest running Christmas series of all time. <laughs> Other than that, though, for acting, like no one else stands out either. I mean, even Mickey Rooney's really just you know, yeah. I mean, he's just there, really. I mean, he's not doing anything particular. Honestly, I think, you know, the woman who plays Sarah is probably the best, but even still. She gets the most to work with, too. Like, there's that one scene where she goes in talking to Pedo, and she's like, if you don't stop Pino, I'm going to call the police next time. She gets that, like, little mm-hmm. dialogue there uh, where she gets a little bit of a chance Which to show Which is funny, range, too, because, you know, after that, when they're ta- when Noah's talking about fucking. Pedo killing kids and stuff. She's like, no, he's such a nice man. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, was like, I don't believe it. it's like, weren't you just there accosting him? Like, you, you don't know? believe? Yeah, you don't believe that like a guy whose son sneaks into your house and sniffs your underwear uh, could possibly also have some dark secrets. Does <laughs> I do. I do love the part where Mickey Rooney's like, after she leaves and they don't sell a toy, and he flips out on Pino. <laughs> berates and belittles him you know like calling him a piece of crap and then like he, he's like running off and like they like beat him with a paper you know like a newspaper and then like noah's standing yeah, right they, there yeah they run into noah and he's like oh yeah mickey like he just switches yeah. off he's like oh, oh sorry didn't know you were here this <laughs> is yeah otherwise i wouldn't have been beating my kid <laughs> while you were here you saw how he was trying to sell that thing <laughs> i mean he's kind of a fucking reach- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Pino's like running like the cash register and you just see like him, you know, selling creepily and he like just looks to the back and you see Mickey there like cracking his knuckles and like tightening <laughs> his belt like. I wish we had gotten a warm side of the door where Pino was doing well in the store. <laughs> and Mickey Rooney's Oh, like, no, better than yeah. he's fucking, he's fucking up and, <laughs> you know. Just, Mickey Rooney's like, no. And he's just like, he's shitting, you know, like, no, God. It's like, why did I make this kid? See that's the worst part about these sequels—they haven't used "Warm Side of the Door" at all. Why didn't they get it back? Yeah, being part of the series, you would think that they would have access to that song too. Why didn't they use it? It's like I, I over the years, words cannot describe how much I like love that song. <laughs> And I don't I in fact I use I I talk I tell people at my job all the time when they do a good job I'm like I don't know if you ever seen Silent Night Deadly Night and then I tell them about the manager who's standing there and just you know nodding approvingly as you. as you hear there'll be a thunder and me <laughs> that's you yeah and you're just like yeah good job good job yeah they should have used it for this movie you're definitely the choir singer in that one yeah. <laughs> when it's like, my brothers and your brothers. I'm sad in the dark. It's too bad they didn't use it. Movies would have been more memorable with that song. Every one of these Silent Night Deadly Nights should have a ridiculous montage. <laughs> it's a great montage. It is a good montage. Hey, you want some vodka? Nah, mm. man. No. Got milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, thanks. I don't Back in the stuff. 80s, hey, you work in the store. <laughs> it's break time. You know what that means? Vodka time. <laughs> oh, I don't think I have anything else on Saturday Night, Deadly Night, Part 5. It's no, a it's a sh- poop show. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would say that it's not as bad as 3 and 4. I think it's better than 3 and 4. I think it returns a little bit to form, but it's not a good movie. It's definitely, no. you know, still one of those... Early '90s vi- direct to videos that just, you know, I agree. Don't go out of the way to see. I like I said before. I honestly don't remember a damn thing about three and four. This one's. Yeah, I, I feel th- like we'll stick a little bit more because it's you know, got something different. But at the same time, it makes you wonder. Like, really, at this point, was there enough value in the Silent Night name to bother tacking it on? Yeah. Yeah. You could have just had, like, Mickey Rooney is the toy maker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and especially, like, I feel like it was a little later than this, but Pinocchio's Revenge came out, and it was a direct to video <clears throat> film. And, <coughs> you know, that was another, you know, revisiting, a horror revisiting of Pinocchio. So, you know, a lot of movies were doing this sort of thing at the time. Um, and taking, like, um, fairy tales and, you know, making them into horror movies, too. So, Uh, It was like a direct-to-video thing that was happening at the time, but uh, well, they couldn't do anything original like Candyman, so yeah. All right, so on a scale of ten, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with ten larvas. Larry the larva. Larry the Larvas, the larva with uh, googly eyes on it doesn't even look like a larva. It looks like a freaking you know centipede. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean. For one thing, I don't know why anybody would pick the toy uh, of a larva and be like, "My kid will love this." You know what kids love? Bugs. As I say, Especially be, uh, because it's before James and the Giant Peach, cuz it does look a little bit like the you know, the centipede from um, yeah, James and the Giant Peach, but even still, no you know. kid's going to be like, oh, that's what Ooh, I want." I, you know what? I love the, like slimy larva. That was my favorite toy. Hey, have you got Edward the Earwig? <laughs> Uh, so on a scale of 10 Larry the Larvas, what would you give... Sorry, not Dead and 5, the Toymaker. Probably give it a four and a half. Even though it's like like 85 minutes, it's a taxing film to watch. There's a lot of just random plot lines. Like the whole, like, Noah plot line is random. It would have just been better if they got to the point a lot sooner instead of waiting till the end to get onto that, oh, I'm the father of Derek, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the idea could have been interesting. The whole, like, you know, psychotic Pinocchio, but because it's made on the cheap, <laughs> it's really, you know, falls flat. Um, acting's terrible, the music and it's terrible, but it's different enough for, uh, to make it slightly enjoyable, slight, only very slightly. <laughs> um, and I thank God I'll never have to watch this again. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, am, I'm gla- I will just keep in my heart the memories of Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Deadly Night Part Two. Yeah, yeah, just and everything else after so no like, need to revisit it. Yeah, yeah. I would probably give this a four and a half as well. It's um, it's definitely a really like in 85 minutes. It's really slow. Um, there's some scenes like that are just way too overbuilt. Like uh, the whole scene where she's running in the parking garage, and you just see her feet moving, like running, then going backwards, and then running, and it's like, okay, we get it. You know, Dropping your key through a great... Suspenseful, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Suspenseful or tedious. You know, one of the two. It's just, a lot of those things uh, just run way too long. Um, the ending, again, is like one of those endings that just goes on forever in a bad way. You're just like, I just want this to end now. Please just... Just end it. Just end it. Um, Slow motion at the beginning of the film. You know, you're in for a treat when you get that. Uh, Car explosions in there as well. You know, this film isn't as bad as uh, the other two sequels. I think uh, it actually does better. Um, It has a little bit more Christmas flavor to it. And it also, uh, the toy element is um, kind of unique to the series. So I kind of like it in that sense. um, And I think it's a little bit better just to watch overall and a little bit more enjoyable. Um, but other than that, you know, no one's ever going to be clamoring to watch this movie again. Um, you know, it's not going to be a seasonal staple. They're not going to watch this every Christmas. I mean, it would have been better if they went like the Halloween, like kind of at first it kind of seemed like the like going a Halloween 3 route of like, ooh, yeah. demonic Christmas like toy. toy. Yeah, yeah, that people are sending around. Yeah, I think the the whole element of the Pinocchio element just doesn't, I mean, I don't know. It just seems weird. I would have rather like just like weird toys roaming around. I don't I don't need the Pinocchio element to it. Um, first of all, that's not like Christmassy at all. So it would have been nice. Like what if there was like a demonic Santa delivering toys? That would have even been better. John Goodman. <laughs> than, what we, yeah, than what we get here. But so th- this film, you know, it's okay, but no one's, you know, you're not going to revisit it. And it's probably why it's not gotten a Blu-ray release at all tedious um, is the best way to describe it yeah yeah it's it just it just runs on forever it just keeps going you're ready for it to end there's so many <coughs> so many other christmas classics you could you know watch instead mm-hmm. yeah or being suffer, you know made to suffer through <laughs> yeah well we're done with silent night deadly night that this this element of the franchise we have next year we have the uh remake silent night which is a newer movie so well maybe by next year blumhouse will have like a maybe maybe they just did black christmas which we'll be doing next week so there's that so um yeah next next week's episode is black christmas we'll check it out this uh get to the theater and see it and let you know what we think um i'm kind of excited for it and see how it goes i don't really know what to expect so I've heard some good things, some bad things, you know. So, well, I guess we'll see. See how it goes. Uh, Thanks for listening. We will be back next week with our Festivus series. You can listen to us on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Podbean, pretty much any podcasting app if you uh, are on it we're on there as well so subscribe to us leave us a nice review we're on facebook at facebook.com blood and black rum podcast on Twitter at blood and black rum we have an email address at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com and we have a patreon at patreon.com blood and black rum podcast uh, you can donate to us on there um, anything that you can donate will help us keep the podcast going so we appreciate whatever you can do Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week for our Black Christmas episode. And until then. Take care.